0: Hey, everybody, Chris Harry with you on the Chargers Training Camp Podcast. Day two is a wrap from Costa Mesa, and Tuesday, the pads are going to come on at the Jack Hammett Sports Complex. Today, we catch up with Hunter Henry and Brandon Meebane after practice. But first, I sat down with NFL.com's Greg Rosenthal to get his thoughts on this Chargers team entering 2017. My pleasure to welcome Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com to the Chargers Training Camp Podcast. Greg, how you
1: doing, buddy? I'm doing well. Fun fun day out here. Day two. <laughs> what'd, you, what'd you think? You know, it's early. I wish I came uh, tomorrow on Tuesday or Wednesday, you know, when the full pads and when they're really hitting, you get a better feel. But they they put on a show. I think the offense had a better day from the sound of it than, the, than they did uh, on day one. Yeah, Phillip Rivers was slinging it around. Keenan Allen looked to be yeah. in mid form today, huh? Keenan Allen versus Casey Hayward. That was what I was watching in addition to Joey Bosa because I'm writing about him. But, like, that is an awesome, underrated, almost perfect for a pads practice type of matchup because Keenan Allen's one of the best route runners in the league, and Casey Hayward has some of the best feet. So if you're just, like, watching them – That's what I was doing. I was watching them chop it up going against each other, and, like, it's a blur. And and Keenan Allen, just because we haven't seen him in a while, was watching closely, and he looked good. This offense with Keenan Allen coming in, and we talked about this yesterday,
0: Tyrell Williams, Dontrell Inman got some work that they weren't necessarily going to get in 2016. How much more explosive can this offense be with Hunter Henry taking the next step, Melvin Gordon in the backfield, and then obviously a healthy Keenan Allen?
1: I think it should be one of the most explosive offenses in football because all those guys that you just mentioned are 25 and under. I mean, Travis Benjamin is 27. He's going to be a factor. Obviously, Antonio Gates. It says a lot to me that he's so willing to kind of move into a secondary role. That says a lot about Hunter Henry. And I I talked to Melvin Gordon, not today, actually a few weeks ago, and I think he he looks at those pictures all over the facility of LT and Gates, and you know, he told me he he says that to – to Mel, uh, to Hunter Henry, sometime like that should be us. That should be us in six or seven years. You know that that's a lot to ask, but I think Gordon and and Hunter Henry can be top five in the NFL players at their position. I mean, they're obviously not there yet, but I do think they have that kind of potential.
0: Especially when you look at this new look offensive line, Russell Coon coming in, you get. Dan Feeney, Forrest Lamp, two of the highly touted uh, interior linemen in the draft. It starts up front. What do you you think Melvin Gordon, I think he was
1: at 3.9 a clip last year. Uh, How can he take the next step? I know it starts up front. I thought he ran a lot better than the numbers show. First of all, he was, I think, fourth in the league in yards from scrimmage when he got hurt. Like, literally the only people ahead of him were David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and Ezekiel Elliott. Basically the top three running backs in the league. I thought if you watch the tape, He broke so many tackles. He made so many people miss that his yards per carry could have been much lower. I mean, he was a big playmaker. His power really impressed me. Uh, But you said it. It's the line. Yeah, it sounds great. Like, it looks great. But there's going to be three, four new starters, and that's tough. And Tom Telesco, you know, the general manager – this is his second rebuild of the offensive line. Sometimes you don't get a second rebuild as a as a general manager and he basically rebuilt it from scratch 4 years ago and now he's trying it again. So, you know, I'm hopeful cuz I like watching good offense, mm-hmm. but you got to see it. It's one of the hardest things to predict, I think covering the NFL is what offensive line is going to be good year to year. Sometimes you'll you'll bring a lot of people back from a pretty good offensive line and it'll fall apart too and then the Chargers, of course, they've just they've just been injury prone.
0: I talked to a a former NFL scout before the draft and he was actually making the case for Forrest Lamp at seven overall. Because wow. it's like it's like hey, if you have a need, go get the guy you need to get. Getting him in the second round, I know Mike Williams isn't practicing right now. What do you think Forrest Lamp can do in terms of
1: making an immediate impact as a rookie? Well they couldn't they couldn't run back or pass block really last year. He's got to stay healthy, but I think he can make a big time difference in the running game and then hopefully just provide stability uh, in pass protection. Pro Football Focus does a good job. I'm not going to say they're perfect. But I went back and looked. Phillip Rivers hasn't had a season of above-average pass protection, you know, ranked 16 or better by their metrics, That's since 07. So it's oh. been a decade. He had a lot of it early in his career, had a pretty good line, but he hasn't had it. So... Lamp is a huge part of that. I mean, he he might be the most talented guy on the offensive line, and he's a key to their season, no doubt. You talked about Gus Bradley earlier, him coming in, Bosa
0: and Ingram. How does the personnel (laughs) on this football team fit what Gus likes to do? Because,
1: you know, you also have a a tandem of man-to-man corners who are elite in this league. It's perfect because the cornerbacks fit what he does, I think, really well. I mean, if anything – Gus Bradley's system kind of makes cornerbacks look even better than they are, and Casey Hayward and Verrett, to me, are already you know, a Pro Bowl caliber tandem. They, they have been to the Pro Bowl, so his defense I think fits perfectly with the personnel. I don't think it's a huge transition. I talked to you know, Melvin Ingram today and Joey Bosa today, and I don't think they see it as that much different in terms of schematically what they're going to do, but if you really look at especially what Seattle did, but even the way his Jaguars defense played, they play a different way than, than San Diego did last year. I think he, he coaches them to play with a lot of energy, a lot going forward. You know, if they, if they're going to have a problem, it's going to be giving up big plays. Whereas, you know, last year I think the Chargers tried to do more and that sometimes burned them. I don't think you'll see that quite as much with the Gus Bradley defense. You kind of know what you're going to get and, and it's all about execution for them. How
0: much does it help Anthony Lynn to have a guy like Gus Bradley coming in, recent head coach Ken Wisenhunt, former head coach? You hear rave reviews of Anthony Lynn as an assistant. Yeah. Uh, what do you think he's going
1: to bring to this team? And then really having those, those guys who were former coaches helping him out? I think it showed a lot of maturity that he kept Ken Wisenhunt Uh, that he brought in Gus Bradley. It was one of the best moves Mike Tomlin ever made when he was hired in Pittsburgh to retain Dick LeBeau. Even though he might run a little bit of a different type of defense than Mike Tomlin did, he knew what Dick LeBeau did was effective and worked with their personnel. And in the same way, I think Lynn almost showed the confidence to keep Ken Wisenhunt here, even though... You know, some of the run scheme is a little different than what Anthony Lynn has done. I think the passing game is really where keeping Wiz and Hunt is going to pay huge, huge dividends. And I think, to me, it's telling to to get two former head coaches on your staff when you're a guy like Anthony Lynn. That tells me he's comfortable in his own skin. He just wants to have the best staff possible. He knows that he's going to be learning things as he goes. And he's not necessarily threatened and paranoid like a lot of first-time head coaches yeah. are frankly it just comes down to winning right you just right. you just want
0: to win you look at this afc not just afc west but the afc west is loaded right with the chiefs and the raiders and the broncos forecasting the afc what do you see in 2017 we'll always have some surprise teams that we're not talking about right now that they kind of step up you know the teams that are probably in a rebuilding
1: phase your overall thoughts on, on the afc this year a couple thoughts one the afc west the best division in football i, I believe And it's the most interesting division. It's the only division where I could see any one of those teams playing on conference championship Sunday, and it wouldn't surprise me. I I think they're all talented enough. The Chiefs are the team that I feel like punch above their weight, but at this point, I trust them. So the Chargers would be one of those surprise teams. And I think you look at the rest of the AFC, I like the Titans. I don't know if that's a surprise or not anymore. Uh, I love what they did in terms of their toughness up front last year in the running game. And now I think you add a lot of weapons to the offense. You have Dick Lebo who I just mentioned there. I think the Titans could be a team that are in the mix. And then another team not a lot of people are talking about are the Bengals. And I, I still think if you really look at their just top-tier talent, and this is kind of like the Chargers, if you look like at different position groups, okay, do they have a difference maker there? Yes. Joe Joe Mixon. Do they have a solid quarterback? Yes. I think Andy Dalton. He's not not in Phillip Rivers' class, but he's good enough to get you there. They have difference makers at wide receiver, at tight end. They have a deep secondary. I think they – they have that roster that people forget about where supposed to be so good, and it wouldn't surprise me if they're right back there at the top of the AFC North being a big-time factor. I think again. people
0: are looking at that offensive line, right? You lose Whitworth and you yep. lose uh, Zeitler. That's the only
1: like, question mark I have. I mean, what's your counter to that? It's a huge question mark, but I've trusted this staff in Cincinnati to develop players. They do a really good job of drafting players, kind of like Seattle used to or still does, and don't play them for a year or two. And when they come in the lineup, they play well. Now, Fisher and Abuye, the little time they played hasn't been impressive. So that, that's a that's a worry if you're a Bengals fan. But this is a, a staff that's coached up their players well. I think teaching is such an underrated skill in the NFL like your ability to truly teach your players Gus Bradley's a guy who's known for that and I think the Bengals staff and Marvin Lewis always does a good job with that you work out of Culver City and we
0: have two teams now in Los Angeles the, the Chargers can play at StubHub Center how
1: cool is it going to be to have 30,000 fans it's, it's going to <laughs> like a soccer game I think I'm excited because I'm excited about the roster and I'm excited because it's different like I was there at the last Chargers game and I think Chargers fans have been unfairly maligned, perhaps, nationally in terms of their loyalty. Those are some real hardcore fans. Some of them are coming with the team. Some of them will not. But the ones I talked to today, I thought it was a great sign what great crowds they've had the last couple days. Frankly, it's a little different than than the Rams, uh, I think, received right off the bat uh, a year ago. So that stadium, I think, could be an advantage. It's all... It's all to be seen. We've never seen the NFL yeah. at this popularity in a in a stadium that small. But I think if you get them going, and this is a fun team. I mean that that's the biggest factor is they're going to be scoring points. They're going to have offensive players. You know, like it's going to be an up and down game. And I think that's the biggest difference in terms of getting new eyeballs in LA is that just like forget even going to the game. Just on the couch, they're going to be a fun team to watch on Sundays. Absolutely. Get you out of here on this, Greg. The ceiling. For this Chargers team in 2017 is what? Ceiling's a Super Bowl. I don't think that's crazy. Ceiling's winning a title. Crazier teams have won a title than the Chargers. I'm going to be picking them to make the playoffs. And I just think, like I said, I think they have difference makers at every level. We talked about the pass rushers. I think the linebacker group's deep. I think the cornerbacks uh, are among the best. Throughout the roster, they kind of have answers. The offensive line is a huge question mark, but... I've seen much crazier teams and less talented teams than the Chargers have a surprise 12-4 and season or make a run in the playoffs. And if they get to that point where they are AFC West winners and they have home playoff games, then the Super Bowl is the ceiling. I I think it's crazy to say it's not the ceiling. I would say that about – 12-14 teams to be honest but they they are one of those teams that I think is going to be playing in January it's gonna be fun to watch he's Greg Rosenthal
0: you could follow him on Twitter at Greg Rosenthal appreciate the time man thank you thanks so much day two is in the books here at Chargers training camp please be joined by Hunter Henry Hunter how you doing buddy I'm doing good doing great how was day two good it was fun
2: uh great weather out here um, you know, still a great turnout today. So, it was, it was, thank you to
0: all the fans that came out today, and uh, it was good to get our last day without pads on. Philip was slinging around today. H- how great is it to have a full complement of weapons for you in your third, in your second year, rather?
2: Uh, awesome. I mean, it's um, unreal. It's, it, they can't key in on one guy. That's that's what our goal is—to be a complete offense. Uh, but we have a long way to go. Um, we all know that. And we want to work every single day to improve ourselves and improve kind of the whole offense so that we can you know the first game we'll be able to go out there and really execute and be
0: our best day one it was it's almost like the first day of school right you guys you don't know what to expect you have 5,000 fans here right. now that it's day two you got putting on the pads tomorrow but do you feel like you're, you're kind of in training camp mode now getting getting the swing of everything
2: yeah it's uh, you kind of get in the swing of it um you know you get the schedule down you get the meetings down you get everything down so uh you just got to get in that comfortable you know you get comfortable out here and it's, you know, it's just football, it's what you've been doing since you were little, so um, just go out there and have fun.
0: You had eight touchdowns last year and limited snaps. How great is it for you to have a quarterback like Phillip Rivers and a guy like Antonio Gates to lean on in your second year? Awesome. They're, they're both unbelievable guys. I, I I got nothing but
2: good things to say about all, both of them. Um, they're both going to be, in my opinion, you know, Hall of Famers. Um, so, it's just—it's a blessing to be able to come out, come in every single day. Get to sit in a room with Philip, you know, and the whole offense, and talk to him about different things, talk to him about football, and just pick up things for him. And then also Antonio, the guy that plays my position, I got to sit in a room with him and do everything with him. So pretty special. Uh, he's a special human. He's a special player.
0: So, fun. What did you work on this offseason in an effort to kind of take your game to the next step here in year two? Uh, you know, the game starts to slow down just a, a tad. And
2: for me, I think it was being patient with a lot of things. Um, routes and just really watching guys and trying to pick up on different things that they do that I can implement into my game. Um, so it's 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 cool just to be able to have a whole season behind me and know what's coming. Um, so there's a lot of routes, a lot of, I mean, I got to work on everything in my game. So um, in between the years and then
0: mainly routes and trying to set guys up and Things like that, Coach Lynn. How's he been during OTAs and, and training camp, and, and just kind of, kind of resetting the mentality of this
2: football team? Uh, I think everybody loves him, um, but I think everybody has a respect for him. Um, you know, he's he's a guy that's going to take care of you when, when you need it, but also he's going to get on you when you need it too. So that's what we need here. That's what we need: that accountability, um, that kind of hard-nosed guy, because that, that's what kind of team we want to be to win a championship. You know, you, you have to be tough. You have to be physical. You have to be physically and mentally tough. So. Um, you know, you go through a lot in a 16 16 game season, and hopefully, a, you know, a 19 game season or however long, how many games it takes to get to a Super Bowl. So, you know, there's a lot of adversity. you got to be a lot of tough guys. So it's good to have him as leader.
0: And then Gus Bradley coming in, going up against that defense on a daily basis. I know it's only day two, but I'm sure you guys have already seen Mm -hmm. the imprint that Gus is going to bring defensively. Uh, He brings great energy, um, a lot of fun
2: around the building. Um, You know, he's a positive, positive guy. So, and it's, you know, you can see the success. I mean, the proof is in the pudding of everything that he's done with Seattle, with Jacksonville, turning that thing around. So... We're excited. Um, it's fun to be able to compete against the defense like that every day. Awesome.
0: Well, day three. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Sounds good. Thanks for Sounds joining good. me, buddy. Take Thank care. you. All right, here with Brandon Meebane. and Brandon. Day two of training camp. How did it go, man?
3: I went real well, real well, man. Uh, I felt like you know both sides of the ball came out and uh, you know uh, perfected that craft real well. I feel like uh, we still got ways to go as far as like you know, where we want to be. You know, our goal is we want to be champions. And um, you know, in order to be champions, we have to keep out, come out, and do the same thing we do today every day, being consistent.
0: And it doesn't hurt playing against this offense on a daily basis. Oh no,
3: no, no! This is one of the best offenses in the NFL, man. Uh, just seeing uh, our offensive line, uh, you know, field receivers, you know, run all the running backs we got, man. So much talent, man, and uh, the receivers, um, tight ends, man. It's, they got a special group over there, and we want to match that. And our jobs to come out, man. Try to, you know, we want to, we want to win every play, and they want to win every play too. So, that right there is going to make us better.
0: Philip was slinging around today. Keenan Allen looked like he was in midseason form. Right. And then you go up against this new look offensive line. How right. how how have those guys looked going up against them? I know it's only two days in, but
3: right. I think they, I think they're, very, I think they have a special group, man. I think they, you know, they coming to their own. Uh, they got a great quarterback, great running back. They got a great supporting cast, man. So. All they got to do, man, is just just play like they've been doing, and um, I feel like they're gonna have a successful group.
0: Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, rushing right. that
3: rushing the quarterback. Can these guys turn it up in
0: year two here together?
3: I think so, man. Um, I think you know they uh, everybody has room to get better, and um, even even my man Denzel right there, man. We got Denzel Perryman here cool. too. Hey, right here. Denzel, <laughs> Denzel, man. Hey, he won the hardest hitter in, in the NFL, man. I tell him, hey, man, don't hit me. As long as you don't hit me, we good. But nah, um. Uh, it, it's a lot, a lot of competition out here, which is good. Which real, is real good.
0: And then Gus Bradley, you played for him in Seattle. Right. Uh, what has he brought early? A lot of. I hear a lot of just positive energy and, and just a lot of excitement on that defensive side of the football. Well, it's definitely
3: a lot of excitement, and it's definitely a lot of uh, things to uh, he put up there to try to encourage us. You know, to try to push us to be better. You know, yeah, show us, show us something. You know, on we can get better on and then he'll show us something that um we we, we haven't we have improved on so he, he built us up you know he built us all up so we can be the best in our position in the field and you know we trying to hone in on our craft you know he's a positive speaker um he always bring the same energy never seen him have a down day even uh even if we didn't have a, the greatest day he think we should have you know he always still like hey we can get better always positive
0: i was talking to hunter henry earlier and in, in- really yesterday was kind of like the first day of school for everybody. You didn't right. know what to expect. You have over 5,000 fans here right. now, now that you are getting into day three tomorrow, the pads are coming on. Are you guys kind of locked in in training camp mode. I know there was a lot of excitement day one.
3: Yeah, we, we were locked in training camp mode on the first day. Um, we're just excited to come out here and, and you know, compete against each other and, you know, we just having fun, man. And, um, it kinda of felt like we had pads on already. You oh know, really? Like the way the way we've been practicing. Not you know, not that we was taking each other down to the ground but uh, you know, but you know, when you offensive defensive line, you know, it ain't it ain't too much of a uh, difference you're gonna really get, you know. A little bit more hitting, double teams and stuff, but it's all good. It's part of the game.
0: You guys champing at the bit to get to get the pads on tomorrow. I'm sure everybody's really well, excited about that.
3: Yeah, I'm excited, but you know, I ain't anxious, you know. Sure. I'm not, not anxious. You're a vet. It's <laughs> gonna it's gonna come. When it comes, it's gonna come, so we, I'm not anxious. You look at the AFC West
0: with the right. Raiders and Chiefs and right. Broncos. Right. You guys had some bad luck with injuries last year. What do you foresee with this team, a healthy Chargers team in 2017?
3: Uh, we're going to be AFC champs, AFC West champs. You know, we take our division. We take our division one game at a time. I believe we're going to be AFC champs. We got the talent. We got the coaching staff. We got all of everything to, to be champs. It's a nice I way to end, that.
0: Brandon. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Thank you for your time, bud. Thank you. Okay, that's going to do it for today's Chargers training camp podcast. A big thanks to Greg Rosenthal, Hunter Henry, and Brandon Meebane for joining me. And remember, the pads come on Tuesday, so make sure you reserve your free bleacher seating passes on chargers.com. You also want to hit the site for exclusive training camp content from Ricky Henney, Haley Elwood, and the entire Chargers digital team. Until next time, we'll see you soon.